It's time we're back. Big Ugly, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. How are you? I'm excited. I'm happy. This is a good time. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here live at the mansion. Uh, no cheesesteaks right now, but we're going to work on that. Um, we're going to get that. The next guests to come on the uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast better have cheesesteaks in their hand or it ain't coming in. At all. <laughs> At all. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this time on this podcast. It's been a few weeks, but we're back. Um, we're going to talk about Battleground, WWE's most recent uh, pay-per-view offering. We're going to talk about the draft in WWE, the brand extension, the split between Raw and SmackDown. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, WWE. I'm sure we're going to go off on tangents because that's what we do. Um, And uh, we're going to have in the upcoming future Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, we're going to have more uh, EWA pro wrestling guests. I know we've had a lot of guests in the past, and we're going to do that coming up. Uh, I hear we're going to have EWA owner and founder Jim Christian. That should be a great interview. That's going to be. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. I think uh, we're going to talk to the legendary super cruiserweight Wes Mercer. Um, fantastic as well. And I believe Apollo Cruz, C-R-U-Z, Apollo Cruz. The real Apollo Cruz. The real, the one and only, is going to come back on the show. And uh, I tell you what, um, you know, there's just a whole lot of stuff in EWA going on, but we're going to come back to that in future podcasts. But uh, you and I got to do what we do, Big Ugly. Yes, we do. Um, so. Let's jump in. Let's jump into what it. What you got? The first thing I want to say, going off on a tangent at the start, <laughs> can we just talk a little bit about UFC 200 real quick? We, we sure can. Time, the last time we talked about it before it happened. We did. We're in the aftermath. Some things have gone down. Mainly, Brock Lesnar fails... Uh, drug test. Did he actually fail? I know it was alleged, but it wasn't proven. And I know, just from what I'm reading in the past couple days, the WWE is completely ignoring it. Yeah. So, yeah. did he actually fail? From what I know, I'm pr- uh, I don't know if it's been verified, because I think it takes him some time to verify. Yes. But from what it looks like, the initial, uh, the initial test, it looks like he did not pass. Okay. And that I think he might have had some... Uh, Estrogen blockers? Or was that John Jones? I know John Jones for sure had estrogen blockers. Uh, that was but John I, Jones, yeah. But didn't they say Brock had the same thing? I think Brock... it was very similar. Okay. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but right. I know whatever it is or was, WWE is absolutely ignoring it. Brock Lesnar is coming back to Monday Night Raw. He's facing Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Um, so, yeah, they're completely ignoring it. Yeah, and I mean... In some ways, I, I get it because, first of all, WWE has their own tests. True. Uh, UFC, completely different company. It's like you you don't go and punish somebody for something they did in another company. You know, if somebody plays baseball and they also play, you know, basketball or something like, you know, they're not, you know, the the, uh, the basketball team isn't going to just suspend them automatically because, you know, baseball said they failed something. So, right. I, I mean, I, I, I get that. I, I was just shocked because, you know, Lesnar's not the kind of person that I thought. I just always assumed he was just jacked. You know, true. I mean, he's changed a lot over the years. You know, he's gotten older. You know, the diverticulitis, you know, is still there, kind of faded off. That's why he, you know, left, um, you know, UFC in the first place. But uh, Brock Lesnar won um, in a three round 
Uh, third round, right? I think it was. Yeah, third, yeah, three round. Three round. Slugfest. Absolutely, uh, he definitely won. I think Hunt requested partial money uh, that was paid to Brock Lesnar yes. because of the uh, alleged, um, you yeah. know, drug use and whatnot. Brock wants half of his purse, or he leaves UFC. Is yeah. I'm okay with that. I, no, no, no Mark problem with Mark Hunt. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is, but it's yeah. Brock Lesnar, man. Right. Now, CM Punk. Is it slated for UFC 203? Is that what it is? Something like that. I was hearing uh, or reading. Now, of course, this could just be, you know, BS. But um, CM Punk definitely is going to have that one fight in UFC, whether he wins or loses. I first of all say he's extremely valuable to the WWE if they want him back. He can work a limited schedule like Brock Lesnar. He can be put on the top of the card in main events. I say that is extremely valuable if they want to do that. If they want him back, dude, Punk is not coming back. He he will never step foot in a ring for WWE again. I do think he'll step foot in the Hall of Fame, but I do not think he will ever wrestle for WWE again. That's interesting. I mean, we'll see what happens down the road. Anything's possible, you know. It's all about the fans, and if Vince wants to pay up, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, if it's a money thing, you know, if if that if you know if Punk is a little money driven, um, I mean, I could understand it. Listen, from what I hear. He saved his money pretty well, but, you know, how much is that as far as, like, you know, is that good enough where he just doesn't have to work again? You know, he, I mean, Punk ain't, he's getting older, but he ain't that old. Right. So, I don't know how long he think that's going to last, so it might be a money thing. Bench puts up those dollar signs and, you know, hey, he might come back. Um, it might be. Oh, we got off on a tangent, but uh, Brock Lesnar, by the way. During Randy Orton's interview at Battleground with uh, Chris Jericho, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I hopefully you did because he was going through and uh, he said something about no enhancement needed, and the crowd popped like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Holy!" Did they just go there? And that's the next day when the WWE said, "Hey, we're absolving Brock Lesnar or whatever he did or didn't do in UFC." I missed that. <laughs> How did I miss that? You gotta watch the I gotta highlight go reel. Watch that again. I mean, I watched the highlight reel, but I don't think I caught that he was taking a dig. At, uh, at Brock. He took so a big that's, shot that's, at Brock. Awesome. Because I knew, you know what caught me off guard is when he took a big shot at Jericho about Fandango, and I was like, ooh, he kind of buried Fandango. It was shortly after that shot. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't expecting it either, yeah. but uh, the Fandango shot was pretty bad too. Yeah, I was like, because I mean, I knew it was like a jab at Jericho, but I was like, man, he buried he buried the hell out of Fandango with that too. So, <laughs> but. All right, check this out. Here's another tangent. Now, watch this logic for me, okay? All right. So. Back, back last year before John Cena went out, uh, Alberto Del Rio beat John Cena clean, right? right. Remember that for yes. the U.S. title? All right. Now, a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, Darren Young beat Alberto Del Rio clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. So by that logic, Darren Young could beat John Cena clean. In the middle of the ring. You see my logic on that? I see your logic on that. It, never, it will never, never happen. happen. Never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it will never happen. But do you yeah. see how the, the the consistency with the WWE, you know, that move, that business moves so fast. And now with this brand extension, I think there's actually going to be some detail. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. But tangents, tangents. This is what yeah. we do. So, last thing on UFC, and then we're moving straight into WWE. Let's here. do it. Misha Tate loses the belt. She wins the belt. First title defense loses it. Nobody in a band of weight can keep the belt. Now that no, that's a hot potato. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, Misha Tate got crushed by Nunes. Yeah, crushed. And uh, you but know, was it the fact that she broke her nerves early? And I, I feel like that was it because you see the punch, you see uh, Misha kind of like put put the guard up to her nose, 
And I think it just really threw her off. That's part of fighting. You get your nose broke, you got to go on. So, I mean, if somebody wants to aim right for the nose or if they that's the, where the shot goes, that's what happens. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I was kind of sad, but I don't think Nunez is going to keep the belt that long either, so we'll see. She might not. Now, uh, who's that chick that's up and coming? She was on UFC Fight Night not too long ago. Um, can't remember her name. Uh, yeah. It's a I, lo- I think I know who he's talking about, but I can't remember her name. Yeah, it, it's the longer name. It's the one that's hard to pronounce anyway. She beat Holly Holm apparently recently. Yeah, Holly Holm just lost, which, I mean, that's pretty big deal. I mean, considering the... Holly Holm was such, you know, it's almost like she was going to be the next big thing. I mean, the way that she brutalized Ronda Rousey and to now lose two fights in a row after beating Ronda Rousey, it's like, you know, I guess she was just, uh, it was all hype. You know all I mean? hype. It was all hype. It just, it, it makes it look like Ronda Rousey just had a bad day. She did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she had a bad day yeah. and she needs to come back. That There's money in Ronda Rousey and she'll come back and she'll go, you know, 12 and 0 before yeah. she loses again. Well, she, she, I mean, we got to see how it affected her psychologically. We'll see when she gets back in the ring. Uh, I, I'm concerned about her psyche after the way she got knocked out, you know. It wasn't a decision. No. She got beat up in the <laughs> ring. Yeah. For the first time in her career, she got beat up. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see. And there's, there's money in that. I'd watch it. So, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm down with that. Yeah. So UFC, uh, 200 good overall card, um, some better matches than most. I mean, it, I don't know if it lived up to its own hype yeah, uh, I, for the whole thing. It was and, decent. Yeah, and I think that's not even all of UFC's fault. I mean, you know, you had a big hype match with John Jones and Daniel Cormier. He blew that. They had to hurry up and replace him. And even though Anderson Silva is a great fighter, Two days' notice for any fighters is not enough, so never expecting much there. I don't think Cormier um, uh, even needed to put in more than 50% in that fight, you know. Yeah. Uh, Silva, again, great fighter for his time and for his place. You know, as of now, I don't know if he could hang with what's going on now because, obviously, I think he was fighting his heart out. He was trying the best he could. I don't think either one of them wanted to go too hard in that match Yeah. There, no. there was uh, or that fight. There was no reason. There was no reason to. Um, another thing, you know, Conor McGregor, if you remember, he was originally supposed to be on here. Right, 200. right. Um, his fight, you know, got taken off. So UFC 200 ran into some problems. But um, these uh, these upcoming ones are, are going to be great. So Yeah, looking forward to UFC, and I'm sure we'll talk about more UFC Absolutely. as uh, the weeks and months come along. So... Um, what we're going to do right now, since we've gone off on tangents, let's take a quick break, quick pause for the cause, right? Pause for the cause. You know, swig of water for the working man, all that good stuff. (laughs) And, uh, we're going to come back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we're going to talk about Battleground, we're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, the draft, the brand extension, and more on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. But listening, we also want to tell you guys to email us at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. Please follow us and like us on SoundCloud, Dirty Ugly Wrestling, and on Facebook, like the page. Please stay tuned for more ways to listen to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we thank you guys for staying with us. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Big Ugly. We got a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about, man. Uh, Battleground, what did you think overall? Overall, very decent. Um, lots of good uh, stories being told. A couple of good surprises. Um, some matches, obviously, better than others. But I was entertained. Um, it lasted a little longer than 11 o'clock. Uh, but they're on the WWE Network now, so I don't think they care. Yeah, they do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, pre-show starts at 7. There was a kickoff match. 
and then it went till like 11:15 or so for the main event. But I was I was pretty hooked, and the main event was still very gripping. So I, I liked it. How about you? Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was actually a really good um, pay per view. Um, I'd had my match that I really liked at night, and I think most people probably shared the same opinion. Um, I was shocked with the ending result um, with you know who retained the belt at the end. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a decent. A decent uh, uh, pay-per-view, especially going into SummerSlam. So That's right. And SummerSlam is uh, going to be big. Right. Because sometimes the pay-per-views before, like, the big four can kind of be a little lacking. But True. But it's actually pretty decent. True. And now we have, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, at, with the brand extension, there are going to be Raw-specific pay-per-views and SmackDown-specific pay-per-views. And then some of them will do uh, combinations, you know, like the big four. Right. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think we'll get the same amount of pay-per-views. They might add one or two, but if you got the network, it don't matter because you're only paying what you're paying, and I ain't putting them over, so right. I ain't telling you how much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but overall, good show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so let's start with the first match. Go for it. All right, so it was uh, Brazango versus uh, the Usos. Uh, you know, I love the Usos, and, and they're solid, and they're together, and, you know, somebody got to do the kickoff show, you know what I mean? But Brizongo, um, I'm a big fan. I love Tyler Breeze. I've always enjoyed Fandango. Uh, I like the fact that they work together, that they're looking similar, that they're acting similar. Um, they're doing the ha-ha funny bits, but they're also doing the wrestling. They're so I like it. They're taking the tag team seriously. Yeah. Which is good. You know, and I think that's when you really see tag team, you know, come together is if they take it serious. Because we know they kind of just got put together. Obviously, they were singles competitors at first, but, you know, they're taking it seriously. So I like it. Yeah, and uh, Brizango with the win. So, uh, shocking. It, yeah, very yeah. much so, right? Uh, I, I don't know if that's. That's good for them, or just bad for the Usos, so I, uh, I don't know. I think it's just good for Brazongo. I yeah. think uh, the Usos are there to play a role, to fill a slot, um, but the tag team division is going to get hot and heavy on both shows. Now, I don't know if we're going to get tag team titles on both shows, but uh, I know we are getting, and we'll get into this, we're getting a new major championship yeah. on SmackDown, and I, I don't know how I feel about right. that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. that a little later. So, because my plan was, trust me, I, I have my opinions on everything. I know, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get into it. We'll just go through the battleground review, and then yeah, we'll talk and about that. And for uh, those um, dirty, ugly wrestling listeners who actually emailed in, which we appreciate and commented on our Facebook page, uh, they want us to debate Raw and SmackDown, and that's exactly what we're gonna do right Absolutely. here on a dirty, ugly. Because we're here for the fans. We yes. appreciate you guys. The dirty, ugly wrestling universe—is that what we would call it? We can't steal that, can we? Yeah, I don't know. We've already stole Austin stuff. I mean, we wanted to still WWE. Drink it yeah. in, man. <laughs> we'll still Jericho's too. Yeah. But let's get back to Battleground. All right, now, the opening match of the actual pay-per-view. Um... Started off with the women. Now, I was kind of surprised to hear Charlotte's music playing first. I'm like, did the women's match get to vote? Now, wait a minute. I was as I thought about that for a minute. I'm like, you know what? The opening match of a show really sets the tone. I have nothing wrong with the opening match of a show. Jeff Hardy used to be on every opening match of every WWE show ever until he became the champion. But there's a reason. Because he can get the crowd jacked. And there was a reason that crowd was jacked in that first match. And we know what that reason was. It was because Bailey finally made it up to the main roster. Or did she? Because There was a comment by JBL during the match uh, that uh, this is a one-off. That she's up here to help Sasha. Um, but she's not an active member of the main roster right, yet. I'm sorry, I know she wasn't on the draft. So I was, like, was kind of confused by that. But yeah, I mean, she got a standing ovation. And that, you know what? I think that... It's huge, huge pop. Huge pop. Listen, 
Um, if you if you remember about one or two years ago with NXT, when there were people coming over from NXT, it was kind of like, ah, okay, you're getting people in from NXT now, and it's like these people are just going crazy in the stands for some of these people. It's a major deal. Right, and now you really see that like most of the WWE universe is tuned into NXT. I think you so. Know, there was a time when NXT was like its separate thing, and it was for like, you know, the major fans. Most of WWE universe is tuned in to NXT. So. I agree. And they're doing enough cross-promotion between, you know, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Cruiserweight Classic, which is going extremely well, by the way, um, that it is very well known. It is its own entity, and it's great. So you have WWE products either on USA or on the network pretty right. much every night of the week. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So uh, Bailey came up. Huge pop. She did a great job. I think uh, she adapted really well to the main roster. Um, you know, time cues, camera angles, all that kind of stuff. NXT is a different world. Plus, it's a bigger crowd, you know, in front of the, the WWE, the main roster. Uh, Sasha and Bailey went over. And actually, it was really cool because Bailey got her pop, got her hype. And Sasha actually went over on Charlotte in that match. Um, Charlotte had Dana Brooke as her tag team partner. Yeah. Um, but it actually put the focus on who it needed to be on, and Bailey did not steal the heat, didn't steal the thunder. I like that. I like that. I think they made the uh, right move, and it would you know come to play out on the Raw. With Sasha we might as well just mention it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean everybody knows this, but yeah. So Sasha goes ahead on the next night on Raw. She wins the title. So clean, clean tap yeah. out. Um, and I didn't expect that at all. Uh, you know, you usually expect the WWE to go through the motions and, you know, there's things that you you say, well, you know, this should happen or this could happen, but it probably won't yeah. because they need to stretch it out. But, um, you know, they had Charlotte defend the title and it was on the second hour break. So it was on a, it was main eventing pretty much that show. And uh, Sasha went over clean and I'm really happy to see I, that. I was happy to see that and uh, I understood it. They got to make an impact. It's the first, you know, Raw of the new, the new uh, Raw, you know, era. So it, it makes sense that a belt would change hands. So, and I think Sasha got it; she deserved it. So. Absolutely, and the crowd felt it too. They got sure deserve it. Change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sasha got emotional. Loved it. It was a that was a yeah. fantastic match. Um, you know, I just I loved it. And so, it's like, you know, we've heard a lot of interviews with Sasha, and we know she's been wanting to do this for a long time. So I think that's what gets us emotionally invested. Is that you know. You you're not you're not oblivious to like how long she's been trying to be a wrestler, right? And this has been her dream, and you know the Eddie Guerrero being her inspiration, and all of that. And so now you see it come true, and so it's like you know you feel emotional with her, like you know, I feel it, and I can't yeah. wait until she continues to defend that belt. Now, will we get a women's championship on SmackDown? I don't know, but they I mean, they did a spot on SmackDown where they introduced a whole lot of women, including Eva Marie, who got an awesome entrance uh, on SmackDown, and they introduced um, what is it, Naomi? Naomi back into the mix. Um, they introduced uh, Alexa Bliss into the mix. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch, Becky of course, Lynch Natty. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I hope that the women's championship filters between both, but who knows. But we'll right. get to that. Uh, so Sasha Banks and Bailey over Charlotte and Dana Brooke in the opening match. Fantastic. Now, we're going to get to... Uh, a six-man tag team match. With the Wyatts and the New Day. So, uh, talk to me about this. Give me your initial feelings before we get into this. Um, my initial feelings have been, I haven't really liked this rivalry. I thought what WWE did with the Wyatt compound was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, it seemed ripped from the final deletion with the Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy thing. Who ripped who? Well, I mean, you gotta say, if they, if they did this first... Uh, I mean, we got to go with... 
Well, I mean, you know, you got to figure that that TNA could have been taped a long time ago too. So you know, we would have backstage sources, politics. They would they might have known about that. So uh, or was that one live? No, no, that one that was taped. That was that taped. Was taped. So that's why that's why they're saying WWE ripped it from TNA. Hey, and I, hey, I mean that's that's kind of. Hey, that's like a thumbs up to TNA. That means they're coming up with something good, if, if that's true. So you know, and they got they moved to Thursday nights, and they're still on Pop TV. But uh, you know, they got to try to do something. Yeah. I'm liking this Matt Hardy thing, man. I'm going off on a tangent, but we all do that. Thing, that's yeah, what we do. Whole, the, this whole new Matt Hardy gimmick is pretty cool because it's like something far away from what Matt. Do Hardy you like the deletion? Do. Yeah. <laughs> so he's pretty cool. All right, but to get back to the why it's a new day. Yeah. Um, the the match itself, I felt like was okay. You know what really has been throwing me off. The whole Xavier Woods being afraid of Bray Wyatt thing, I, it just hasn't been working for me, man. And so we get to the match, and he's kind of doing that little stick where he's, like, afraid to go up against Wyatt. And it's like, well, why is he afraid of Wyatt when it, the other two aren't? You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. They just jump right in there. But Well, nobody's ever really been afraid of Bray Wyatt. They've all been just kind of confused with the mind games or whatever. Nobody actually really showed fear. And to see that happen on a, the limited basis that it did when Xavier Woods was showing fear on the other shows, uh, it was all right. I mean, of course, it didn't come to any fruition because, I mean, they can't break those guys up. The New Day is just too tight together. You know, right now they're hot. Um, Xavier Woods is a major player. I don't see him as any kind of third wheel. He's a major player. Absolutely. And so maybe that's the reason why I... I had an issue with it because I didn't see it going anywhere. It's like, yeah. are they trying to say he's trying to join Bray Wyatt? Or is he just scared of him? And if he's just scared of him, it's like, come on. like what? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. The match was okay. Um, decent match. You know, a couple of high spots. Nothing really blown. Um, told a good story. The Wyatt family went over. And um, yeah, and their last match together. And so. their last match together. Now, i got to throw this out there, um, you know, for the listeners of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, on the next night, on Monday Night Raw, uh, they split up the Wyatt family, as we just talked about. Braun Strowman, in the third hour of Monday Night Raw, faced, i got to get this right, um, the name threw me off, but obviously what, what it is is... Uh, one of the competitors and actually uh, the booker of one of the wrestling organizations around here in uh, Maryland. Are you serious? Absolutely. Give me a second. Let me, I believe, I have to get the name right. That's it. It's James Ellsworth. Now, um, that's who uh, was basically got on the microphone and said, hey, you know what? I'm kind of afraid. I'm not afraid. Whatever. Yeah. They let him get on the mic for a couple of seconds. Hey, I was laughing so hard, too. <laughs> and uh, the announcers were dogging him, and yeah. then Strowman squashed him. I mean, yeah. You knew saw that coming. Out. Yeah, come on. I like the fact that there's enhancement talent matches now on Monday Night Raw and on SmackDown, too. I, I missed that. I have nothing but great things to say about that. That's I, a beautiful I, thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think... You know, 15, 20 years ago, we took it for granted. We did. You know what I mean? Those guys were some yeah. of the hardest workers in the business. Right. Your yeah. Iron Mike Sharps, your Barry Horowitz, yeah. people like that. And remember that the Hardy Boys started off as a half mm-hmm. <laughs> They sure did. So, I mean, I tell you, I mean, that was uh, that was good. And, uh, you know, kudos to, uh, you know, a local guy that I've worked with, that I've worked for, and, you know, that made it to, uh, you know, to be on a live WWE show. I mean, that's... Something that uh, they can never take away from you. So right. that's fantastic. Good for them. So, awesome. um, final, uh, not finally. Shoot, we ain't over. We ain't yeah. even close <laughs> to being done. Uh, next, finally, the rock. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Rusev 
with Lana defending the United States Championship against Zack Ryder. Um, feud kind of came out of nowhere. Let me uh, can, all right, go um, ahead. Go ahead. Just say this: the match itself it was okay. There's nothing special. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna say two things. Number one, they got to start using Lana more again because now she just kind of looks like uh, she's just like another. She's a, there. She's a ring announcer for him. That's all she does. Yeah. She's not doing really doing she's, anything. She's not doing anything. Like you know, it's like back in the day, she used to be like kind of like the controller behind him. You know, almost like the Ivan Drago and the I forget Bridget Nielsen's character. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. You get it. You get it. So, but. Uh, but the other thing I was going to say is that, dude, I don't want to see another person that's that's representing America against Russo. All right, because you know Zack Ryder came out with the whole like America gear on him, like his gear was like had the flag colors. Sure did. Listen, it's been done to death. All right, like almost every person that locked the room at some point that represented the U.S. against Russo. Right. Please, I'm done with it. Okay, because. We've seen Russo crush everybody, you know, that represented America except for John Cena. So, <laughs> we know John Cena's the only guy that can take him out, all right? Like, I tell you that. And, and this, uh, I, I got to I gotta tell you that. I told you this offline just a couple minutes ago, but uh, I was at a live event in Wildwood, New Jersey, and there was a match between Rusev and Sami Zayn and Kalisto. Now, you talk about the USA thing being beat to death. Well, none of them are from the USA. <laughs> and there was a USA chant going in the crowd. Now, I looked around, I listened, I laughed. I enjoyed it. That was great. Maybe the referee was from the USA. Who knows? But um, I, I, I agree. This USA versus Rusev thing, it's been done. It's gone. Rusev is fantastic in the ring. He needs some good competition. And I think with this brand extension, I think that's going to come. But get rid of the international angle. It's, it's done. It's finished, man. So. so Rusev did win uh, using the uh, accolade, I believe it's called, yeah. and um, beat him by submission. So Zack Ryder got a little push around WrestleMania, you know, got his WrestleMania moment. He fell off um, back and forth. Now, um, you know, the hype bros are now back together, you know, because uh, they they brought the man up. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool. I think he could yeah. go on with that. So we'll see what happens because I- – you know, NXT, man, that crowd, down there, they got really lukewarm on Mojo Raleigh. So They did, but I think he, he fits on the main roster. I think, I think, I think his excitement, so he brings that ultimate warrior kind of, <laughs> kind of you know, excitement to him. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's always a place for that, man. Everybody likes somebody that's like just high energy and amped up, you know what I mean? So. That's true. And then you're trying to do that in front of 10, 15,000 people. I think it can work, whether it be together with Zack Ryder or right. by himself. I think, yeah. I think that'll be good. Now, um... I think we're going to get to the match that I think we both are thinking is probably the match of the night. Um, I would say so. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Wow. Um, and I think every, even even I think Jim Ross has come out and said that this is probably could be up for you know match of the year. So. I don't doubt that but, at all. Yeah, the story these guys told in that ring was just epic, and and a great you know blow off match to to end their feud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, and those two know each other really well, you know, off offline, off the scenes, and those two have had matches in Independence, and they've had matches in NXT, but this one they just let it all fly, every single thing they had, and it was fantastic to watch. Absolutely. Loved it. Yeah, I loved every moment. And I really yeah. wasn't sure who was going to win. That's why I. That's why I think I was yeah. really keyed in. I loved the story. I loved the build up. And uh, they couldn't have done it better. I don't think they could have done one thing better. Right. It, it could have went either way. It really could have. Yeah. And I would have been happy yeah. either way because both guys would have deserved right. it. Right. I love when uh, Sammy put, at, towards the end, Sammy put him in that little, uh, what's that little suplex thing he do? Oh, yeah, the exploder suplex yeah. into so the he, corner. So he puts him into it, 
But then he like uh, Owens kind of backflips out of it, goes for the clothesline, and then he gets him in it again. <laughs> there was, uh, that, that yeah. Was awesome. yeah, there was some strong style in that match. There was some technical fluid. There was some high spots. There was some beatdowns. It was great, and I love the fact that he had to finish him twice. Uh, you know, he hit him with the Huluva kick, and he basically, Kevin Owens died in the corner, and Sammy held him in his arms. That was a great shot. I was, was like, that's beautiful. And then he backed up, reared up, and did it again. Did it again. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> double tap, man. Double tap. Zombie land. Got so, double tap. fantastic match. Uh, Sammy Zayn goes over. I enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, the come down match after that. Yeah, it's hard to follow that, man. Very hard to follow, and I'm sure uh, Natty and Becky Lynch were thinking that. Um, they did okay, you know, nothing good, nothing bad, nothing overly spectacular. They noticed, did all right. Yeah, I noticed that Natty is incorporating a lot of, like, uh, acrobatic moves now. Like, she's doing a lot of the pop-ups and the flips mm-hmm. and the things like that. Which is shocking because it's like, she's supposed to be a heel now. So, most of the time, heels kind of get rid of, like, when Kofi Kingston yeah. went heel, he stopped doing those things. So I did notice I'm like, that. I'm like, uh, it's like the opposite. Like, you should have been doing that before. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't. I mean, she's right. absolutely fully capable. When she was in NXT, right, having matches yeah. with, uh, you know, Charlotte and whomever, uh, she was doing that stuff in NXT. Right. But up on the main roster, she was kind of handcuffed to what she could do yeah. as a face. But now she turned heel. Yeah, she got to get rid of that stuff. She just got to do the she beat down. Be ruthless, right. Yeah. yeah. If she's such a nice baby face, you know, real, real down-to-earth, white meat baby face, you got to really right. turn her to turn her. Dude, let me... <laughs> Can we go off on a tangent real quick? Yeah, Are we done talking about the Natty match? It was a decent match. Yeah, we're fine. All right. So, I, so you've been on Facebook lately, and for some reason, I don't know, everybody's kind of obsessed with Stone Cold these days. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> He's becoming popular again. So That's good. Man, they showed, they got the meme out there of him with the chair, and it's like, you know, what I would look like if I went to work the day after winning a Powerball. Uh-huh. And he's just plowing through everybody with the chair. And it's, it just made me think, dude, that, like, they used to let Stone Cold do some crazy stuff, man, back in the day. And, like, I, I saw another meme where they showed him, and I don't even remember when this was, but, my man, it's, it's like a 30-man battle royal going on in the ring. He mm-hmm. starts from the outside. He's, like, whooping whooping guys on the outside, outside the, uh, the actual arena. Yep. Comes on the inside, whoops a couple guys in the back. And then just goes to the ring and, like, clears house. Gives a stunner to at least, like, eight guys. Do you remember what that was? Uh, I can't remember the exact. I don't know if that was a Royal Rumble. Because I know there was a Royal Rumble where he and Vince started in the ring. And then they battled to the outside. And they fought in the back for, like, a half an hour. Yeah. And then they came back. Vince stayed on the outside a little bit. Austin came in and cleaned house. And that's the battle. Yeah. That's the Royal Rumble that See, Vince won. Right. See, but I, I think, think it was a different match. Yeah, I think it was a different match. I think it was on, like, a like a SmackDown or something. Because he he wasn't even dressed in his wrestling gear. He still no. had on, like, jeans and a... And right, his T-shirt and like, oh my god! And I, it just made me think that like, you will never see that kind of stuff again. Like, they don't let anybody get over like that. Not like that. <laughs> now, now I gotta like, say, with Raw and SmackDown, I mean, I, I did hear a couple of interviews and I did see a couple of things where it looked like they were a little less handcuffed. It looked a little, a little non-produced. You know what I mean? And that's good. Um, but I don't think they're going to ever take the chains off like that. Right, yeah. You know, that was yeah. awesome. But, I mean, I popped for that when I saw that. And, of course, I shared it on Facebook because I right, you know, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. excited about yeah. that. That was one yeah. of my favorite moments. Oh, man. Austin yeah. was, like, out and out of shape. And he came out with a black T-shirt and a jeans. And he started whooping with yeah. chairs. Unbelievable. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. was good. I, I love Austin. Love his podcast. Love uh, when he came out at WrestleMania. I was happy to be there in front of uh, in the midst of 101,000 people. Uh, screaming and yelling. It was fantastic. So, uh, back to Battleground. Yeah. Because we go Sorry. off on tangents. I went off on tangents. No, no. That's what we do. 
Um, the Miz, Intercontinental Champion, with his wife, Maurice, uh, who's another wallflower. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, versus Darren Young with Bob Backlund, because he's going to make Darren Young great again. Um, honestly, I got to tell, tell you. Tell what you think about that whole thing, man, that whole shtick. Uh, they got to give Darren Young something to do. He's under contract, and I guess, I mean, I, honestly, I'm more of a fan. I, nothing against Darren Young, but I'm more of a fan of Bob Backlund. Um, I enjoy Backlund because he's crazy, you know, when he's when he's out there. Backlund is crazy. Um, I, I will say the highlight for me for Darren Young, and I don't know why, man, was when, when Darren Young won that, that battle royal. Yeah. And the look on his face when he realized he was the winner, not because he actually won, but because, like, Apollo Crews lost. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, the look on his face was just priceless. And I was like, man, he, he nailed that. It was like that, like, oh, I did win. You know what I mean? But other than that, I, I – you know, Darren Young has never really been, to me, that much of a standout talent. Like, his promo skills haven't really been that great. It was always more on Titus O'Neil's plate, you know, as, like, the standout guy. Right, he was a um, good second man on that tag team with the primetime players. I absolutely. thought that was really good. But as far as standing out on his own, yeah, yeah I don't and know. You're right. I mean, the, sh- the, the, the main attraction of this whole thing is Bob Backlund. Yep. Because he's, he's crazy as hell. So, <laughs> you know... Um, as far as this match, this was the match where, like, uh, Maurice, like, pushed him over or something. Oh, no, Miz pushed him, right? Miz yeah. did it. It was, like, this weird uh, double Double DQ, yeah. I, I didn't grip like me it. too much. I didn't like it. Um, I mean, I, I thought Backlund was actually going to, like, get involved, like, actually get physical, but he kind of didn't. He just, like, ripped his clothes. And I felt like that was all <laughs> weird because I was like, well, is he going to do something or not? I, I don't know, man. I wasn't, uh, yeah, I wasn't thrilled with that match. Yeah, I, I could have done without that. That could have been on the kickoff show for, uh, you know, all intents and purposes. Absolutely. And, I mean, I get it. Uh, they don't want to put the IC belt on a kickoff show. Nah. And, uh, you know, they actually want to build Darren Young up as, you know, a legit challenger, you know, these days uh, with his angle. But he, yeah, I mean, they just got to give him something better to do. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I think that I, the Bob Backlund thing would probably work better with another talent. I don't know who that talent could be, even if it was like a Zack Ryder. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Danny, hey, um, Backlund could uh, end up building a stable. Or and, it, uh, it could have been Titus O'Neil, too. Yep. That right. could be, too. Yeah, Titus O'Neil, uh, he's definitely a big guy. He's a company guy. You know, he got in that little bit of trouble, whatever. That was just a fluke. Um, but he's a company guy. I think they can push him, oh, and I think sure. he'd be fine. Yeah. So um, a little more Battleground to talk to you all about here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, so uh, what we're talking about here is um, John Cena, Enzo, and Big Cass in a six-man tag team match against... Uh, the club in their last match together because uh, AJ Styles went to SmackDown and Anderson and Gallows stayed on Raw. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, Enzo, his mic skills are just unbelievable. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I, want, I could listen to him talk all day long. And it's like, the funny thing is, it's like he's impressing the guys in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, because. <laughs> His work is just so good on that mic. He's breaking man. people in yeah, the ring with his characters because they're popping them. Yeah, he man. is. He's popping them, and I don't yeah. know if that's. A, I think that's a good thing. That's one of these things that they're letting the shackles off a little bit. Um, and I do love uh, 
Cass on the I mean, uh, Enzo on the mic. Now, Cass on the mic is getting better, too. He's not too bad. You just can't let him say too much. Exactly. You got to keep it, yeah. Keep, you got to keep it short. Keep that Cass, simple man. with his yeah. one word and soft and, you know, but I like the little shtick where they, you know, say one thing, how you doing? Say one thing, how you yeah. doing? I, I think I like that. It was good, man. I, I like it. Um, as far as the match go, um... It was, I mean, it was decent. It was okay. Uh, you know, again, props to them for doing that because, I mean, that's a lot of key talent in the ring. Six-man tags can be hard. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I think it was a good match overall. I think it told the story. I think it entertained. I think it did what it needed to do. And, um, you know, Cena, Enzo, and Big Cass got over in the end. Right. And, you know, I, I don't think I've ever really seen uh, – Enzo and Cass, to me – they have such strong personalities and, like, their characters are really strong. But, I mean, as far as, like, I- I've never seen a match with them where I was like, oh, my gosh, they, like, tore the house down. So, they always put on decent matches. So I think that's what you need in the pro wrestling business. I think you got to have the fundamentals. you got to put on decent matches. But you got to have a grip and character. Like, Darren Young is, I, I don't know him personally, but he's probably, you know, a fantastic technical wrestler. He's got to have the fundamentals. He's got to have the skills because he wouldn't be in the WWE if he didn't. But, um he's got no character right now. But Enzo and Cass, you know, probably, again, very decent workers, very good hands in the ring. You got one smaller guy. You got one big guy. I'm sure Vince is going to love that in the future. Um, And they are over us. You know what? Right. So I can dig that. And then AJ Styles, uh, great talent, phenomenal, no pun intended. Um, And the the club, both of them, Anderson, Gallows. Oh, uh, yeah. They're great. great. Yeah, they're great. Um, So I think. Season uh, bets, like, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, they showed that they are going to do some uh, beatdowns, like on Raw, you know, they interfered, uh, and they attacked at the end, and uh, also AJ, you know, is going to show a lot of spark on SmackDown, I mean, he, so. He, he's a top guy, so AJ's going to be good. Earned his spot quick, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he had that spot, but I right. mean, he earned it quick when he came in the company. Yeah, so before we get to the last match, just going to say Orton, Randy Orton made his return. Right, right. Uh, we mentioned this a little room. bit earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that? Uh, again, I enjoyed it. Uh, Randy Orton seems very relaxed. Um, for and he he needs a tan, by the way. Um, <laughs> he got to go tanning because um, it looks weird because he has all the sleeve tattoos, yeah. you know, all of his body, and then he's just like pale. Um, but uh, that's because he's been out for so long. But he got to go tanning. Um, yeah, put him in a match with Brock Lesnar. You got two pasty white guys. I don't know how we're gonna. <laughs> I, I don't know how we're gonna see that. You know, <laughs> no pun intended. But I liked it. I think it was really well done. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, you know, the jab at Fandango, that was one good thing. And then shortly there, that the jab at no enhancement needed, which popped the crowd again. And I love the idea that now he has the shirt with the hashtag RKO out of nowhere. Because I think that's really caught on with memes and, and all over social media. So he's playing that up. The, the out of nowhere RKO. I love that. Did you just say memes? Is that that memes memes? It's memes. Memes. Right? Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know this crap, man. Everything. That's what I caught. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> man, I hope you were yeah. listening to that because no, no, that I was some good you. stuff. Yeah. But no, memes. Yes. Memes. Thank you, memes. I don't know what memes is, but um, yeah. So I like that. That's called on. I thought that was great. What do you think um, of what you saw of it? I will say the one thing you said. I would definitely say is true. Is you feel like he was relaxed. I've never really seen Randy Orton that relaxed on a microphone. Usually he's a little more controlled, a little more Randy. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a but, little more character-driven, yeah, character, exactly. but, I mean, he was just being himself. Yeah, he was just kind of chilling on the microphone. You know, he's, like, playing around with Jericho, you know, so. Kind of liked it. Yeah, And I he played it. around with him at the end with yeah. the RKO before he hit it. Yeah, so I thought it was good. I'm, like, I'm really liking what Jericho's doing. You know, the way he walks out, it's all snobby, he's like a douchebag. 
You know, it's like I, I like Jericho's heel character. And and the way that he's able to keep redefining his heel character, like it's never the same nope. kind of heel character. You know, he, he does it in different ways. So that says that says a lot about Jericho as a performer. It is. He's a great performer. He's very entertaining. Plus, he's fantastic in the ring. Um, he can hang, he can hang with anybody, whether it's five minutes or thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's still doing it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Fozzie's you know on a break right now or whatever the case yeah, may be. Right. I didn't think we'd I see heard, Jericho yeah, for this man. long after has WrestleMania. It been, has it been a year now? Just about, yeah. Wow. And he yeah. hasn't gone. It hasn't been right. any break for him. Yeah, and they and they continue to put him in like major, you know, kind of storyline stuff. Yeah, he so, can really get help get people over, and yeah. that's great. I mean, I, I think this will probably be his last, you know, longest run. Just just because of you know he's getting older, but I mean, who knows? He might keep going. He might be like the Big Show and Mark Henry. Although we haven't seen him in forever. But. Yeah, Big Show came out uh, at that at that live show I was talking to you about in Wildwood, and he basically just came out and, and squashed a couple people real quick. That's all he did. Yeah. And then he signed some autographs and yeah. shook some hands. That's I mean, all. He, he's an attraction. Uh, he is. Yeah, there's no real reason to put him in storylines because, I mean, nah. yeah, you got, too, you got too much other talent now for... I mean, he's accomplished everything he's going to accomplish, like as far as titles and, you know, history and legacy. He's fine. He's fine, yeah. So, but I love the big show. I do. Very entertaining. Yeah. So, last match of the night before we uh, take this next break Ambrose, Rollins, Reigns. The Shield come together for a triple threat. At first, I was skeptical because I thought this match was big enough for SummerSlam, but I understand why they did what they did because SummerSlam now has a completely different look to it because right. um, of this draft and because that, and that's why because they had to get this done before the draft, right? Because we're going to split them all up. Um, honestly, I thought this was a great match. I thought at triple threats are hard, just like uh, you know other specialty matches are challenging. This is hard, but I think uh, they did what they needed to do. Uh, they told a story. Nothing seemed too out of place, except Roman Reigns trying to do a Superman punch, um, you know, on somebody as they were coming down, and he missed it, and then he came back and punched the guy in the face for real. I can't remember if that was uh, Rollins or, Rain- or was uh, Ambrose. That, that, I think it was it Ambrose. Or was that on Raw? No, that was on Raw when uh, there was a, a four-way match and Jericho was in it. It was Jericho that he did that to. I'm sorry. He missed a Superman punch on on Raw. He did not do that on uh, pay-per-view. The okay. pay-per-view was actually uh, pretty clean. Okay. What did you think of the match? So, um, yeah, I thought the match was, I thought the match was uh, pretty pretty decent um, for a triple threat. I, I, I feel like I didn't see anything like really special. But, I mean, you know Rollins, Ambrose can go, Reigns can go. Um, of course, the crowd just turned they on crucified Reigns. Reigns. Yeah, I like the you know, and um, they did the little shield power bomb for Reigns yep. through the table, so yep. that was awesome, you know. Yep. Because everyone knows I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. Uh, we noticed. So yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I really was hoping that once again they would turn Reigns heel at this match, but they did not. So my question is, and I had this for later, but since we're on a topic, let's do it. Is the Reigns experiment over? You know, I read an article that had that headline: "Is the Reigns experiment over?" So, what do you think? The experiment, as far as the pushing him for the number one guy, guy, yep. I don't think it's over, but I think they're going to take a back seat with it. I think he's going to be an upper card guy, but I don't think he's going to be the main event guy right now. Now, do you think that's because of the whole drug test thing, or is it because they realize the fans just aren't going to buy him? 
I think the fans aren't going to buy him as a major babyface in the storylines of the main event. You know what I mean? Yes. I think they're going to buy him more as an upper card guy, um, fantastic worker, great hand, and also um, he can tell a story as well. So whether the fans crucify him or not, he's just not going to be a major player right now. Um, but they might come back when they, when they, if and when they turn him heel, especially if they're pushing. they got to push some other people up, and that's what I think they're doing with this brand extension in this draft. They're getting some other people main event spots and notoriety and seeing what's going to happen. And we're going to talk about the draft after the next break. But um, I think it's going to make more sense with him on the upper card. What do you think? Um, yeah. Rather I, than the main event. Yeah, definitely. Um You know, I've been thought that the Reigns experiment should have been over as far as, like, trying to get him as that top-notch babyface guy, you know, that next John Cena. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether he's not ready or they just went about it the wrong way, either way it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So um, it needs to be over. They need to look for, you know, other talent that, you know, the crowd is buying into right now because the roster is deep. Very deep. It's pretty deep. You don't need Roman Reigns to be that guy right now. And he, you know, he's got a lot of career left. It just may not be his time, and mm-hmm. so WWE just has to realize that and move on for now. Um, he should remain the upper hand guy because I do think Roman Reigns is talented. Mm-hmm. He, he's developed greatly as a worker in the ring. True, you, know, you put him with the right person, but um, yeah, for now they they should sour on it a bit. Whether it's for the drug test or for other reasons, it's like you know it's the right call to start looking at others. Absolutely, and uh, they're going to have plenty of chances to do that with uh, you know five live hours of television. Uh, every week and then of course you know you got the network going and you got pay-per-views going and all kinds of other stuff so I agree with you he's going to be a great hand Dean Ambrose won that match um, and clean as well so I mean as clean as you can be in a triple threat match right Um, but it was a good match overall and I enjoyed the pay-per-view you know if I had to give it a grade um, if we're grading on you know a b c I think I'd give it b plus solid b plus a couple of things you know just kind of didn't go with the flow, but we talked about that. But overall, pretty decent show. What about you? Yeah, I would say, um, I, I, I would have to say uh, just a solid B, I think. B? Still good, yeah. Solid B for me. Um, I, still a great show. A B, a B is good. <laughs> gotcha. Still doing above average. So. That's right. That's good. Yeah. Better than I ever did in school. No, that's good. <laughs> man. I did all right in school. But hey, you know, uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners, we're going to take a another small break so we can uh, pay those gimmicks that are called bills. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so, I love when he says that. It's, it's a fun thing to do. But, uh, you know, we're not going to pay any bills over the break for real. We're just going to, um, you know, kind of hang out, regroup, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the draft, Raw, SmackDown, and we're going to talk about the brand extension. And we may even throw in some NXT and Cruiserweight Classic. Big Ugly, before we go to break, you got anything to wrap up Battleground? Uh, nah, man. I, th- I think we said it all, man. I don't have any other... In other words, I'm trying to think if there was anything that stuck out to me, but nope. Everything that we uh, said stuck out, stuck out. I mentioned it. So uh, SummerSlam's next in August. It's going to be a uh, joint production from Raw and SmackDown. And we are going to come right back with the next portion of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast.
This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that info and EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. Hey, Big Ugly, there's only one word to describe this podcast. I'm going to spell it out for you. A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Oh, that's the miss. Awesome. <laughs> you were going to go soft, weren't you? I was going to go soft. We ain't soft. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking to myself, like, why do you want to insult us? But I'll just go <laughs> along with it anyway. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. You know, that's when we have fun right here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we're here talking about WWE stuff. And uh, we've been talking about UFC. We talked about Battleground. I'm going to go off on a tangent here real quick before we talk about the draft. Um, I want to mention NXT for a second because I got Shinsuke Nakamura's music running through my head. Um, so at NXT TakeOver, uh, one day before SummerSlam, which is August 20th, we do have two matches set and signed. One of them is Samoa Joe defending the NXT Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and number two is Bailey getting her rematch finally for the NXT Women's Championship against Asuka. Um, I'm looking forward to both of those matches. That does it right there for me. Um, how you feeling about that? Um, I'm like, anything Shinsuke Nakamura is in, I want to see. Amen. Um, and, you know, Asuka's my girl, so I, I'm actually hoping that she gets called up soon. I don't know what the time frame was. Oscar they, or they, Bailey? Oscar. Okay. They might hold off on that for a while though cuz Bailey will probably get called up before her. I so. think Bailey deserves it. She's been there longer and I think Oscar can uh, definitely make some tracks. Yeah, in, she can in hold it down there for a longer period of time, yeah. And we were talking about uh, in previous podcasts, you know, who's going to carry the NXT banner um into the next uh, decade or or not decade, but you know, the next era of yeah. NXT. Um, there's a lot of guys down there that can make a lot of noise. Um, they got Austin Aries and No Way Jose in a program. That's pretty cool. Um, they got Ty Dillinger, who they can finally push. Um, that's fantastic. Who they need to push. They definitely need to push Ty Dillinger. They got some tag teams down there um, that are still um, fantastic tag teams and great stuff going on down there. They got a whole new crop of women down there. There's about 75 people actively in the Performance Center right now. Um and they've got uh, 20, 25 of them on the main NXT roster, and they've got even more coming. So I'm really excited to see NXT. And they're also bringing up people from the Cruiserweight division into NXT, also bringing the Cruiserweight division back to Monday Night Raw. So they'll probably have a Cruiserweight championship coming up soon. Um, do you uh, Are you a fan of the Cruiserweights? Are you a fan of the high-flying and the acrobatics and all the, the, the fun, flippy stuff? Absolutely. Uh, the Cruiserweight division is pretty much the real reason I used to watch WCW back oh, yeah. in the day. All of my favorite wrestlers were cruiserweights back mm-hmm. then. Uh, I was a huge fan of Juventus Guerrero. You remember Hoovy. him? Uh, yeah. Hoovy Juice. I was yeah. a big fan. Yeah, I was a fan. especially And this was back when he still wore the uh, the mask. Because um, remember, for a while he wore a mask, then he like took it off or whatever. But um, but yeah, so I'm a big fan of cruiserweight. I have not watched any of the cruiserweight challenge yet, though, unfortunately. But I'm a huge cruiserweight fan. But I mean... WWE has been, uh, you know, they let the cruiserweight division go like so long ago that it's they like did. I've kind of just like, you know, I, I've missed it, but you know, I've kind of just gotten used to wrestling without it. Uh, but I watched Lucha, 
and I just watched that fantastic match with Rey Mysterio yes, and uh, Prince, Prince Puma. Puma. Oh my god! I was man. skeptical about that just because you know Mysterio. I'm like you know he's been kind of going through the motions and been doing okay. Like is he gonna be able to go and hang with Puma, dude? That match was tight. The whole thing. Uh, and it was crisp and it was fluid. It was great, and Ray kept up with him for about twenty, thirty minutes. Beautiful. Dude, it was it was a uh, it was a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful match that you 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 can't see that in WWE. You uh-uh. won't you won't see it in WWE. So that you know that's the reason that you need people like uh, like Lucha Underground because you want to see that kind of wrestling still. <laughs> yes, Lucha <laughs> oh, is great. My. They had that three week finale. Uh, this is the third week of uh, Ultima Lucha Dose. And it was great. I can't wait for the third season of Ultimate uh, or Lucha Underground to come out. And I do really like what happened at the end um, when Pantero, uh, I would say Pentagon, I should say Pentagon Dark now is what he's called. Um, he kind of turned heel in the middle of the show, but then he really turned heel at the end um, because he uh, super kicked Matt Stryker in the face. And then he took Vampiro, who Vampiro used to be his master or whatever it was. And I mean, he effed him up. With the barbed wire baseball bat and like completely ripped his crap up, so I like it and it set up a story. Dario Quinto is uh got taken away by the cops and led into the story for the next time. I, I love it. Lucha's great. I love Lucha. Um, I did not see that part because I only saw uh the Rey Mysterio Prince Puma match okay. online. I didn't. Unfortunately, I don't have El Rey Network. I recently moved. How do you not have? Oh, okay. oh man. So all right, I had Comcast, had the El Rey Network. I moved. Don't have the L Ray Network anymore with DirecTV. I need to get it, but I ended up watching that match online. So I, that's worth it. Yeah, exactly. I missed the other stuff, but that's all right. No, that's worth it. And uh, check out Lucha Underground if you can. I think they're going to be replaying Ultima Lucha Dose on uh, the L Ray Network um, on current uh, episodes of Lucha Underground. That was, I, I, man, Ray has been like for years, and especially after what happened with him in the Mexico in the ring um, with the death of. Uh, why can't I remember his name right now? Uh, the death of the other wrestler that was in the ring with him. Um, but uh, he's really gotten past that. And he's still wrestling and he can still do it. Can he do it every day? No, probably not. But he can still turn it on when he needs to. Absolutely. So we got off on a tangent. That's what we do. Uh, Lucha Underground, check it out. Now, all right. Let's see. We're going to talk about the draft, Raw and SmackDown. We're going to get into the debate between Raw and SmackDown. And uh, we're going to talk about who's going to do what and if it's actually going to be a war for ratings and all this kind of stuff. So, um, did you watch the draft? I did watch the draft, the SmackDown uh, with the draft. Um, I didn't like the way it was done. You did not? I did not like the way the draft was done. I I thought that they would kind of just dedicate the night to doing the draft and maybe have like a match at the end of it, but they kind of went the route of, doing the draft picks and then having matches in between and it just felt out of place because it for me it just took me out of it It was like all right i'm watching the draft i'm seeing who's coming up next and then they have a match in between it's like okay now i'm into the match and then it's like back to them up front with the draft and i was just like ah yeah i see your point i mean but if you're gonna go to a pro wrestling show i mean i don't know if the people that purchased smackdown tickets all that long ago just would have appreciated just having no wrestling show. Now, of course, they could have done the draft on television and then done wrestling for the folks in the show uh, or, you know, on live at the event. But uh, And they could have had one or maybe two matches instead of four or five. I understand where you're coming from on that because the focus definitely should have been on the draft, and I think it was kind of focused back and forth. Um, But still, 
Um, I like the rules of the draft, you know, going back and forth. Raw gets three, SmackDown gets two, uh, six NXT people come up. I kind of like that. Uh, and we do have, this is a little confusing, we do have a general manager and a commissioner for each show, and they're both out there all the time right now. Yeah, I, um, I, That I, needs uh, to stop. It's, I ha- too, it's too much. I, I have that actually written down as something I don't like. They need to phase out Stephanie and Shane. Um, as... You know, as the, as like the lead, like like you said, because they got the GM and the commissioners, like right. You know, Stephanie and Mick, uh, or uh, you know, Shane and Daniel Bryan, and good move by the way with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so we've kind of seen the McMahon authority thing a lot. Um, you know, even before Shane got back into it, so I wouldn't mind if they kind of just took a back seat and let you know the GMs kind of take it um, from here. Um, you know, Mick Foley. And Daniel Bryan are both two great talents with very entertaining characters mm-hmm. that I think can carry that role without having to have, you know, both of the McMahon standing beside them all the time. Yeah, and it's it's just too much. You don't need all that. And they keep saying they want to take the focus off of them and they want to put it on the superstars. Hopefully it's just because it's the draft, it's the first week of each show, and then we'll see that kind of filter off and then, you know, yeah. get, get them out of the picture. I was going to say something. Mick Foley has got to... Uh, He's Shave got, his beard? Well, I mean, he could do that. <laughs> I mean, the beards are in. But he, I was going to say he, he could uh, bring – he needs to bring a character back. Um, I feel like he's kind of just Mick Foley. Like, not not even Mick Foley, the character, but he's just literally Mick just Mick Foley. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like I feel like he's got to bring – because if you remember the, when he was commissioner uh, of Raw – Back when he had cut his hair. Oh, he was funny. He was hilarious. It's like, you know, he's got to, like, bring bring that kind of, like, entertainment back and not just be, like, the, you know, the the normal, everyday dad McFoley. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Speaking of which, um, I think that's one of the reasons why we're getting Foley back on television, to get him uh, his name and get his likeness some notoriety, because pretty soon on the WWE Network, Holy it's going to be Holy Foley with him and his very nice-looking daughter, uh, Noel, highly attractive. Highly. As in, I don't know how McFoley is her father. <laughs> um, yeah, she's um, she's hot. But anyway, uh, I tell you what, I think that's one of the reasons why he's on television right now. I think those general managers or whatever it is are interchangeable. I think that can happen. I don't know, um, you know, if Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, if they're going to have kids or whatever, how much he's going to be around. But likely, it's only one day at work. They got a week, you know, one day at work a week. They got to work. So, right. Which makes me think. I, I, I wonder if bringing Daniel Bryan back means we might see Brie Bella in the future, because you know Nikki's coming back. So will they? Nikki's will, definitely coming. Will back. they bring Brie back as like a almost like a valet for Nikki? I don't. I feel like with Daniel coming back, she might come back in some capacity. I mean, yeah. not to wrestle. No, but, but I mean they could stay together and work together and make yeah. a little money. So they might have you know Brie as a as a valet or a manager. It's just a second yeah. to Nikki. I feel like they can't get it out their system. Like they say they. <laughs> They say they want to like kind of be done, but like they're just not ready to really. Pretty be done. sure that uh, Nikki's gonna end up on SmackDown too, because you know that's where John Cena is, and they're doing the hibbity dibbity. So, yeah, it, that just makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, but to get back on track, I'm sorry. Sorry Tang- about tangent that. Tangent again. Um, um, but I, I completely agree. It's too much. So too I had much. that. Yeah. Um, I gotta put this out there. Um, the I like the SmackDown Live logo. I do. The Raw logo. I don't like it. I heard you had a problem with the W. I do have a problem with the W. It looks like an upside-down M. And I know that's technically what a W is, but with the block lettering, it I mean, if you look at it, it looks like the Dodge it, Ram logo. 
right. for, it, it, a, yeah. for a darn truck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, I don't like the W. It's it's just too big on the top. They need to take the get the W out. <laughs> then it would just be Rob. <laughs> but uh, you know they got the F out a long time ago. But yeah. uh, they need to change that that W. Um, it's not good. Yeah, I don't like it. They, they should make it just look more like a W. Like I don't know. I don't know. Close it in a little. I don't. I don't know. Make they it need less to thick. Take I don't know. The peak that's in the middle of the W. Yeah. And they need to bring it down, and it needs to be there. You go. Middle yeah. instead of way up there like that. Right. Like because it just looks yeah. like an M. It just looks like an upside down M. Yeah. It's. I'm thinking. I'm watching Ram. Right. I'm like, man. If I wanted to watch the Ram, I'd watch the wrestling. But I tell you what. I mean, it, I think Raw was an overall good show this week. Um. And I think uh, they, they have the announce table now back to where the entrance is, and they're looking over their shoulder to the ring. Uh, SmackDown's announce table is still at the ring, so it's a different little feel. Um, and also, if you watch SmackDown Live this week, uh, the camera angles, they're doing this. The hard cam is actually closer to the ring, and it's a roaming cam. So they're kind of showing it on an angle, and they're, like, moving it a little bit. So they still have the in-ring cameras and the corner cams and the and – the, the roaming camera, but the hard cam is actually a roaming camera. I like that. Um, now, uh, real quick, getting back to the announce table, I just want to backtrack for a second. Mm. Didn't they do that before with, where the raw table was like out near the – okay. They did. I thought so. I was like, I thought they remember them doing that back when JR was announcing. But, yeah, but I do I like the, the change. the table was facing um, – they did that, the same thing, yeah. I mean, and uh, when – the show was going on when they looked back at the announce table. They were actually facing the ring. Right. So I mean, same thing. Yeah, I like it. Um, I do like the new setup. Um, I, here's the thing about the now. I love the Raw announce team. I don't particularly care for David Otunga on SmackDown. I didn't think they were going to keep him, but I know they got JBL over there on SmackDown, and I can dig that. And Mauro Ronaldo is just awesome. He, he's excellent. Him and JBL will be great. I, I'm a, I'm not sold on Otunga, but uh. So now they've got on Raw, they've got Michael Cole, yeah, Byron, Byron Saxon, and Corey Graves, which I'm a big fan of Corey Graves. Right. So those three, I think, will be great. I I just kind of think they should have stuck with the King. I, I mean, I get that they want to kind of change it up a bit, um, bring somebody new to both sides. So it's like Corey Graves and then Otunga coming. Um, but David Otunga is mm, not impressing me yet. He's not impressing me yet. It, 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 I mean, it's like, did anybody even know he still existed? Like, I mean. <laughs> Gosh, man. How long, I mean, he's been working there forever, and it's like, what has he been doing? Hey, he's been working uh, back office, you know, WWE stuff. And, uh, you know, he's always been in the programs. You know, I got several WrestleMania programs over there, and they've got all of the, the current rosters in there. David Otunga's in the whole thing, even though we haven't seen him in like three years. But um, I tell you, I, I like JBL and Marwanalo, and JBL does enough talking for all three people. So, Absolutely. Any uh, any any comment you know uh, commentator booth that he's on, it, it's going to be good. Now here's the thing. Uh, I want to go off on another tangent now. So WWE SmackDown Live has the WWE. I don't know if they're calling it the World Championship. I don't know if they're calling it the WWE Championship. I don't know if they're calling it the World Heavyweight Championship. They're they're fussing around with the name a little bit. They were really driving the fact home that they were just going to call it the WWE Championship. Um, but on Raw, it's I'm sorry, on SmackDown Live, it seems like they were playing with the name a little bit. So, don't know yet. I like the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It got me a long time to get com comfortable with that name. It seemed like a mouthful, but I'm happy with it. And that's what it says on the bottom of the belt. So, I think they like that. Now, we talked about this a little bit offline. WWE Monday Night Raw. Stephanie... 
Stephanie um, had the idea of creating a championship for that brand. Okay, we kind of saw that coming. Um, and it's now called the WWE Universal Championship. Um, so, I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. I know they want to have two separate brands, two separate entities. That's, that's cool. I, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Universal Championship? Um, I don't like it. I think that it's to me it's like WWE and I have it down here as uh, them not learning their lesson um, because we saw that they had two different championships before and they seem to make it a point to finally be like you know what let's consolidate let's go back to one championship that everybody's fighting for and now we're back in the same boat again where it's like let's split you know split the brands and then get two different championships and it's like why you can have one champion have him be the only person that goes between the two brands. Other than if they have a woman's champion that does the same thing. Exactly. That's exactly. It. That is it. Those are the only people. And I feel like it would work. It would work. And it would be different because they never really did that before because the last time they split the brands, they just had two different belts. Right. So, uh, you know, it, that would have been something to just, you know, just really put a stamp on, you know, this being a different type of brand split. But once again, they're just doing the same old thing where they're like, all right, let's get another belt. And, you know, it's just like, so... Uh, I don't know. And then here's the thing, like, it runs into a thing where it's like, you're going to have some pay-per-views that combine both brands, and now it's like, well, which belt means the most? You're going to have two championship matches. Right. And to me, that was not, it was never necessary. I agree. Um, I do see their point, I guess, because they're trying to do the brand split. They're trying to have two separate identities, two completely different shows. So, I mean, you if you're going to have a professional wrestling show, I guess you can't not have a world champion or a heavyweight champion or a main champion on a show. I guess you can't, you know, not have that. But um, I tell you, I'm pretty interested to see now how they're going to go with both belts because what they did with Dean Ambrose, they had two fatal four-way matches um, to find out. Is that no? Am I right? I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, they had This was Monday Night Raw to determine – who is actually going to face Seth Rollins because they made Seth Rollins the number one contender no matter what. So on Monday Night Raw, see, the brand split's going to have me confused a little bit. They did two fatal four-way matches who the ultimate winner ended up being Finn Balor. Finn Balor, on his first night of Raw, won two matches. He won a fatal four-way, and then he beat... I believe it was Roman Reigns. He beat Roman Reigns, yeah. In the main event. So, talking about Roman Reigns being that upper card guy, um, that, that's what's going to happen. Roman Reigns just put over, uh, you know, both guys on Battleground, and then he put Finn Balor over clean. And they came to back to Roman Reigns and said, you know, how do you feel about that? So, I, I respect that kid. You know what I'm saying? So, I tell you, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what happens with that? So now you've got Finn Balor and Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship at SummerSlam. I'm excited to see that match. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I am excited to uh, to see that. You, That's different. Yeah. You don't expect Finn Balor to win. No. You expect somebody like Roman or somebody like... You know, Del Rio, somebody comfortable, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, they gave us two unexpected winners for both SmackDown and Raw. And uh, Finn Balor, it's, it really, 
I don't I didn't expect them to shoot him to the top so quickly. And the reason being is he doesn't really fit that mold of a guy. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. And it's like you already have a small guy in Seth Rollins. So I expected them to kind of contrast that with like a bigger guy that Vince would like. So for them to do, you know, two small guys going for the championship, that was really something different. And especially the new championship. Um and we haven't really seen a lot from Finn as a character. We know he can go in the ring, but um Hey, I mean, you need a lot more when you're carrying that that gold. If he's going to win, um, we know Seth Rollins can handle it. So yeah, and we'll, I think we'll Seth see. Rollins is going to go over. I don't see Finn Balor, you know, taking the, the reins now, unless they are taking the show in a completely different direction and they want Finn to have it. Um, I think Seth Rollins, you know, can carry that. He can definitely carry the title. Now, here's something interesting that happened on SmackDown Live. Um, they had a six-pack challenge where uh, they had several competitors. And then Apollo Crews winning a battle royal to be the last competitor. Six-pack challenge, not too bad. Um, but they had Dolph Ziggler go over. Dolph Ziggler won, and now he is the number one contender to face Dean Ambrose at SummerSlam for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship or whatever you call it. So, in essence, you've got face versus face and face versus face. Uh, Seth Rollins is a heel, technically. But he's over as anything. So, uh, what, first of all, what do you think about Dolph Ziggler? So, I'm shocked about Dolph Ziggler um, because they have a lot of work to do to make him relevant again because, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler's just been on the losing end of everything. Mm-hmm. So, for him to just get shot up to the title picture, um, it just seemed a little bit out of place. Um, so... Very shocking. Um, I think as far as the match go, obviously they'll put on a good match. But oh, yeah. for us to actually believe that Dolph is a viable candidate for the belt, that's where they got their work cut off for. But we're just going to take one more break. We're going to take we'll, one more break. And then we'll be back to finish this conversation. We're going to wrap this thing up. So we'll, we'll be back. Stick with us. Feeling it? I am feeling it. It's a new day. Yes, it is. That was from uh, Dallas the night after WrestleMania. So I was in that crowd too. Listen to that. They were the most over thing all hey, weekend. They were super over, dude. Listen to that. And now. Oh, the bell rang, so I oh, guess yeah. we gotta go. But, uh,. You know, the New Day now has their official Bootios cereal. It is a legit cereal. It is legit, and it's supposed to be through FYE.com and all the FYE retailers. It was introduced to Comic-Con, I think. Right. Um, so that's pretty neat. I don't exactly know what it's going to be, but uh, 
I might buy it. I mean, they had boxes of like Bootyo boxes for like twenty dollars down at WrestleMania, but there was nothing in it. So I don't know about that. So we got a couple of random things here to to close up the show. We want your feedback. You know, talk to us about UFC. Talk to us about WWE. Talk to us about Lucha. Talk to us about TNA. Talk to us about EWA. Like I said, we got some great EWA pro wrestling stuff coming up in the near future. You know, put comments on our Facebook page like some of you have y'all done. Email us at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com like some of y'all done. Follow us on SoundCloud. We got a lot of followers on SoundCloud. Yes, we do. Every time we put up a new uh, podcast, we actually get a new follower or a few new followers. So um, people are listening. People are listening. They're liking the uh, podcast. Um, you know, of course, we have fun doing this, man. Uh, we do. But I got a few more things to address. All right. Go for it. Once again, WWE not learning their lesson, just like with the title thing. They split the Wyatts up. This did not work before. Bray, and and here's, the th- here's the thing that I think irritates me the most. We saw the Wyatts about to make a face turn uh, before Bray got injured. He gets right. injured. They bring him back as a heel. Didn't understand that, but whatever, they brought him back as a heel. When everybody saw, he was going to be a face. Then they split the Wyatts up, which they've done before, which I don't think worked out for any of the Wyatts, including Bray. Right. Um, exactly. So... But they do it again, and I, I mean, I, I'm I'm really lost. Was it was it just because they wanted Braun Strowman to be single? Probably wanted him to do his own thing, um, which leaves kind of Rowan out doing whatever. I don't even know. And what I that's mean, going. he floundered last time. They had to put him and Luke Harper back together, which they still may when Luke Harper comes back. I mean, he's injured, but uh, that that would be a formidable tag team. I would be okay with that. Now Bray's on SmackDown. And they're really changing uh, the direction of SmackDown. Now, this week, this past week, Raw was better than SmackDown overall. It was more gripping. But uh, they could do something with a singles push there for Bray Wyatt. Wait, you thought Raw was more gripping than SmackDown this week? I think overall. I mean, SmackDown had a lot of new stuff. But Raw, you know, with their uh, fatal four-way matches and then their match at the end. Um, and of course, the, the women's title match, which we talked about earlier. I thought that was a little more gripping. Yeah. Really? All right. I was a, I was a huge SmackDown fan. Here's um, a debate. Yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, it was a, it's a natural debate because I I for shoot thought that SmackDown was better because I, maybe maybe it's just that SmackDown goes along with my uh, my short uh, attention span <laughs> and the fact that like you know two hours was like good enough for me and it's like true. I felt like um, from open to close they had me in it no matter what even with this new you know element of Raw and this new era of Raw. There were still moments, you know, between the second hour to the third hour where I was just kind of tuned out. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, so the brand with AJ Styles, I mean, you put him in a match, he's going to light it up. So he was in the the uh, final match. They had that Battle Royal in the beginning, which, I mean, that was so-so. Battle Royals Battle, Battle Royals. Yeah, that was so-so. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I like, I like SmackDown. I, I'm, I'm excited to see SmackDown. I'm glad it's live every week because you never know what can happen. Um, SmackDown has a lot of great talent. They got AJ Styles. They got Dean Ambrose. They do have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. They got John Cena over there, the face that runs the place. Um, you got Randy Orton over there. You got Bray Wyatt now. And, uh, of course, you have Becky and uh, several other women, which I'm not sure what they're going to do with that yet because um, they need something to fight for. You know, they can't just be there to be there. So... Uh, we will see. I, I agree that SmackDown was good. I just liked Raw better this week. That Maybe that's just me. It's definitely still too long. Three hours is way too freaking long. Um, you know, Raw has Seth Rollins, number one draft pick overall. 
They did draft Charlotte, so they do have the women's championship. They got Finn Balor. They got Roman Reigns. They got Brock Lesnar, who I'm very surprised to see drafted just because I don't know if, how much his contract actually has left to go. But, you know, Raw got Brock. Cena is on SmackDown, and both of those guys are off kind of doing their own thing. Right. So, uh, and there's a lot of other draft picks. I'll tell you this. This is something that was funny. Heath Slater did not get drafted. That no, was yeah. funny. That that was a good spot. Yeah, that was a good spot. And, yeah, Rhino come from underneath the ring. Yeah. And gore the hell out of him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I love Rhino. I mean, he's, uh, you know, definitely a veteran in the business, but I'm glad to see him up on the main roster. Yeah. You know, and Heath Slater can hold his own, man. On he the can. microphone, in the ring. Like, he's that underrated talent. But no matter what stable they put him in, for some reason, he just can't get to that <laughs> next level. Because even with the social network, like... Social outcast? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're talking about say? Facebook, yeah. man. Come Gosh, on. come on. So, even with the social outcast... So, you can't uh, even remember their name. Yeah. They were <laughs> That's how bad it is. Where's Bo Dallas? Bo Dallas went to Raw. I think. Okay. And Curtis Axel went to SmackDown. I right. think I'm right about that. So let's talk about a couple of guys that they are bringing back to the WWE. Yeah, we were talking about this. So uh, the one I mentioned, uh, and when I saw the bumper on the television, I was actually pretty excited to see it. Um, Shelton Benjamin. Fantastic in the ring. They never really found a character. They called him the gold standard. That was pretty cool. He came out with his mom one time. Uh, I don't know. Um, but uh, ain't no stopping me now. When you hear that music... Uh, you know you're going to see something cool in the ring. Yeah. I mean, he's a fantastic hand uh, to have in the ring. He he reminds me of a Finn Balor <laughs> in the sense that great in-ring work. You know you're going to see something like great in the ring, but uh, just no actual character. You give him a microphone, and that it's dangerous. You're, you're in <laughs> dangerous waters at that point. You are. He needs yeah. somebody to, to speak for him. Um, but he can do his own talking in the ring, yeah, you know, exactly. with his work. So that's great. Dude, can I just say how excited I am to see American Alpha? I can't wait until they have a match. So uh, they're making their debut next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Oh, my gosh, man. Talk about the tag team division. My goodness. It's, if it's they let lit. them do what they can do, they'll tear it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am going to say this. So, all right. So we got Shelton Benjamin. Uh, rumor has it Jinder Mahal has signed a contract. He will be coming back to the Raw brand. Kurt uh, Hawkins. That's right, right? Kurt Hawkins, yeah. Kurt Hawkins is coming back. That's another one. I don't okay. know which brand they're sending him to. Um, also, uh, well, we see Rhino's coming back. Right. They're in talks with possibly Carlito. I think they wanted Carlito before, but it was kind of a money issue with him. Melina, they're looking to bring her back. Really liked Melina. Um, and was I feel like there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. But, um, but yeah, there's a couple of veterans that they were looking to actually bring back to uh, help the younger talent out. You know, so I was a fan of Carlito. Now they gotta let him do. I hope they go back to the Carlito Caribbean cool. I like that gimmick. I don't know why. It's just so fun. You know what? That brings me into my next topic that I have written down. Oh, please let the shining stars fizzle out. Okay, they need to fizzle out and fast. All right. That's where Carlito needs to come back and squash them. They are just so bland. There's nothing to them. Nothing, man. Nothing. I. I preferred them as the as Los Matadores. Absolutely, there, there was more to them when they were that. Like, I, I don't know. Shining stars come visit Puerto Rico. It, it, it's, I don't like it. I don't like it. I still want to see the gimmick where like Randy Orton pulls it out for a shoot and says, "Didn't I see you guys under a couple of masks sometime?" Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, "I recognize you guys. What's going on? Didn't you have a little guy running around with you at some point?" Yeah. Like you know, but yeah, that that gimmick's not going to fly at all. So, uh, my last thing I had, and this is going back to the tag team division. Has WWE cooled on the Vaude villains? Because 
I'm not saying they they were out there. Now they were in the battle royal. They were in the battle royal on SmackDown. Now this is something I heard over the weekend. A friend of mine told me that uh, Simon Gotch got in a actual backstage fight with um, Sin Cara. Sin Cara, yeah, and apparently Sin Cara whooped his, you know what? Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, and I heard that because of that, Gotch was taken off of a live event. But as mm-hmm. we can see, he's back. Um, he's back, yeah. So whatever, and they're on two different brands, so yeah, shouldn't really have any more. So trouble. as far as cooling on the uh, now, I mean, we're, we're gonna have um, you know American Alpha coming up on SmackDown. Going to have the tag team division doing pretty uh, hot and heavy things. So I don't. I think they've cooled on them for now. You know, they brought them up. They had to give them a little bit of a little bit of push when they first brought them up. But now they'll kind of work middle of the card. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a couple kickoff matches here and there. But I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're still pretty good hands in the ring. And as far as character driven, they do have character. Right. I know you don't like them. I know you're not a fan. Now, hey, yeah. the Ascension made a pretty good. Uh, you know, showing actually this week on the new brand extension too. Now, of course, they're going to be middle of the road too. Absolutely, and that's a shame. Yeah, because they're good. They were such a dominant tag team in NXT, but they they just got wasted away um, when they got called up, unfortunately. Um, and uh, you know, you know, also I'm impressed with it lately, and we're going to wrap this thing up because I know we've been going for a while. We have, and we appreciate um, you hanging with yes, us. The Miz. Uh, I you know for for a while the Miz kind of you know he was just like he was just he was just there. Right. But um, I'm kind of liking him now. I'm, I'm, you know, it's like he's getting back out there with the IC belt. You know, the you know being the snobby guy he is, and I think you know having Maurice, even though you know as you described earlier as a wallflower, right, it's helping this character out a little bit. I think so. Yeah, he's a he's a good hand in the ring. He's a great character. He's definitely a personality. I mean, he's not in in a fantastic hand in the ring, but he can definitely hold his own. And uh, I think if he turns that character up to a ten. Um, it's going to be good, just like we talked about Jericho turning his character up to a 10. I mean, we need characters to get behind and follow, whether it's heel or whether it's face. We need characters. Now, you know, some people are going to be on their own, doing their own thing, being themselves, and that's great, but we do need characters. Absolutely. Um, speaking of characters, here's a guy that, uh, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be a superhero. Neville is back. Neville's back. Um, I watched his match. I think it was on, I guess he's on SmackDown. No, Neville's on Raw. Oh, Neville's on Raw, right, I'm sorry. Curtis Axel. So, again, that was in the second to third hour, I believe. And that might have been one part of Raw that I wasn't really, whatever. It is whatever. They need to give him a mouthpiece. Uh, Other than the one he wears in the ring, they need to give him somebody to talk to him. (laughs) Somebody got to talk about Neville and take him to, you know, higher. So, So, um, last thing. Last thing. Last thing, I'm done. You sure? Yeah, this is it. And this isn't even really too much uh, wrestling related. Edge. Adam Copeland, he now will have a reoccurring role on the History Channel show Vikings for season five. Really? Yeah, so Edge is going to be on. And I actually like I like Vikings a lot. That's okay. a great show. Um, so, yeah, Edge will actually be on Vikings, so I'm, I'm interested to see that. So That'll be interesting. Ed, yeah, he's about to be like a real TV star. He went from Haven, now he's getting Vikings. Like, that's, I, I that's take, a big deal, man. I take Edge. You know, he's yeah. pretty all right. Yeah. Um, and something I just read not too long ago, and we're going to wrap this up because we get off on tangents. But uh, Seth Rollins is going to make his on-screen debut um, in Sharknado 4, um, which is going to be on the Sci-Fi Network or one of those networks coming up in the, in the near future. Um, Sharknado. How they still get money to fund this, I will never know. But people actually watch this. It's I've watched It's become like a cult classic. It is a cult. The first one was a cult classic. Two and three, and now they're just trying to ride it out, no pun intended. Um, they got to stop. 
Uh, now, Chris, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's just getting Chris ridiculous. Chris Jericho was now. in the last one. Chris Jericho was a, a roller coaster operator. Yeah, how did Jericho do? Because you know, if you listen to Jericho's podcast, he's been trying to break into acting for a long time and has never really succeeded at all. <laughs> he so, did all right as a you know as a supporting character for one scene. You know, okay. he did okay, and then he got ate by a shark. Um, but and I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is going to die in this movie too. But uh, he did all right. Now I think he's you know he's great on the podcast and on the radio and on and uh, entertainment as far as being in the band and WWE. So I see that being a logical progression for him. I think he can do it. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, got to be the right role. Though. Yeah, it's got to be the right role. He he's talked about his trouble is auditioning. He's not good at at auditioning. So that seems weird because he's so comfortable. Like on the mic and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's it's something about just reading something cold in front of like just a group of people. He just, yeah, it just doesn't work out for him. So, so Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners, you know, comment, send us emails, uh, like us on the Facebook page. Do it and send us in your, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the debate over Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Big Ugly, what you got before we go off the air? Um, this whole Raw SmackDown uh, split has actually got me excited about wrestling again. Um, the new formats, I, I did forget to mention this, but just to say, um, I'm loving the after-match interviews that they're doing. Yes. Um, I think that that's Wanted a cool to concept. It, it, it reminds me of, like, you know, actual sporting events, you yes. know, where things go down. It's like, it's not, they're not cutting a promo, because if you listen, the music's still going on in the background. So it's just for TV. Right. You know, they're asking them. And I, I think it works. It works great, man. And this is something where I think I mentioned it earlier. They're taking the handcuffs off of them. Uh, I don't think it's so dictated what they're saying. Um, you know, I think th- th- whoever's doing the interviews got their t- chance to do it. But you're right. It's not a promo. It's just like a real life. How was that? And they're, you know, exhausted after the match and they're emotional and things like that. I kind of like that. I like it. I, I mean, like I it. like it. Yeah. Anything, you know, it brings, like I said, it brings that real sports deal. Um, another thing, just real quick, I heard, <laughs> man, this is it. But, you know, uh, I think it was when Darren Young push one of the referees you know i heard jbl say i think that was on battleground he was yes. like oh he's going to get fined for that you know just kind of bringing that like real life kind of you know hey you can't put your hands on a referee there's consequences you know what i mean right so, i like that so i want to see more distracting the referee i want to see more usage of the referee cheating you know because there are rules involved in professional wrestling so i want to see people try to push those limits break those rules because in the ma- most recent years it's like there, there is really no DQ by a, you know pushing a referee or getting a referee involved. They tried a little bit of that in the last couple of shows, um, and it's good. Use the referee. The referee is there to you know not only help the workers, but he's there as a buffer. You know, use the referee absolutely. And I used to be a referee, and I loved when I got involved. But pretty much the referee's got to stay out of the way, stay out of the picture, be pretty much invisible. But use that referee. Make this a legitimate contest where one person's actually trying to beat the other. You know, break that line of reality. I love it. I, There's yeah. a little bit of mix of everything, and they're bringing a lot of stuff back that worked in the past, and I think it's going to be real exciting to watch. I'm, yeah. I'm excited as a fan again. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm excited as a fan. Um, this is the last day for me. You know, I forgot. I mentioned Edge being on the show. Also, another wrestler, if you're looking to see him on the show, Cody Rhodes will be in uh, this next season of Arrow. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yes. Mr. Stardust himself. Stardust the, the rivalry himself. with Stephen Amell is not over. He uh, will now be actually in Arrow. I don't know how many episodes he's going to be on, but I think he might be a recurring character. So that'll be interesting. We'll see Cody Rhodes That might be there. interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Listen to us in the next couple of weeks. You know, share this podcast. Um, you know, share it on Facebook. Uh, share the podcast on SoundCloud. Share it on whatever social media you have, Instagram. Um, 
and uh, we got we like the listens. It's fantastic. We appreciate all you guys, and we're gonna come back in the next couple weeks, and we want to hear what you wanna you want us to hear. You know, you want us to do something. You tell us, and we'll do it. Absolutely. Just shoot us an email. Um, you know, one day I'm gonna get this YouTube page up. We're gonna get it up. We're gonna get it up. Uh, we're working yeah. on SoundCloud right now, trying exactly. to get that, and we've yeah. got unlimited content now. Yes. So I mean, we have uh, shows dating back to months and months ago with different interviews and different content. Yeah. So, so go back. Uh, we interviewed a lot of uh, EWA superstars. You can learn a lot. Um, so go back and listen to those those episodes. They're great episodes. That's right. Great conversations. And we are out of this. We journey. are out. So thank you for listening, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And as we say at the end of everything, deuces. Right? Yeah. I well, thought we were going to count down. You thought we were going to count yeah, down? Let, let's count Let's down. try one more time. Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. Deuces. deuces.